good start. It's a great start. Yeah, it's the first win. Heating up. Only one person in a million can survive that. We survive. That's just what we do. I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to Survivor, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth. Don't forget it. The man with the plan. Time for one last play, coach. Hold on, I'm working it out. Okay, half of you vibrate that way. Two of you fall down. Nelson, you just spin around in a circle. I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, to get you ready for your 2023 NFL Survivor Leagues with our grand plan for this upcoming season. How you doing, Mills? Everything going according to plan for you today? Uh, as far as the show, I think so, but as far as my life... Uh... Yeah, life isn't really sticking to the plan, but I am Magna Mills, and I'm very optimistic that you should stick with Survivor 2023, presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. You can find us wherever you get your pods and on YouTube, on social media, at Season Gap FF. And just like you don't want to forget the plan, you don't want to forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This helps other people find our show. It lets us know that you like what we're doing. If you had fun, give us that thumb. We greatly appreciate it. Please and thank you. And here we go. This is our grand plan. We spent a bunch of time looking at the entire season to figure out kind of the best way to approach our Survivor Contest heading into 2023. And my dude, let's just go ahead, just get the disclaimer out of the way right now. All right, man, we'll lay the cards flat on the table. We definitely put a lot of time and effort into this, and like 90% of it's probably going to be moved by week three, week four at the latest. <laughs> Shit's going to change. There's going to be injuries, surprise teams, coaches will get fired, all that good stuff. But really what we're hoping for is that little 10%, that 10% edge. If you can gain that, it might come in handy. So I'd say, you know, stick around and find out. Stick around. I definitely know that, dude. He's, uh, he's fucking, or he's fuck around's cousin, isn't he? Fun family, those arounds. Around here, we're going to start by walking you through the process. We went through all 18 weeks of the regular season and picked our top five survivor options for each week. JBG, who were the nine teams that we never used? They were the Arizona Cardinals, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Vegas Raiders, the Minnesota Vicodins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Washington Commanders. Never got to use the commies. I like the Minnesota Vikings there. That's a little bit, that's like a love boat shout out. I haven't heard that one. Remember, uh, it was the dude with the original Wizenator. Remember dude had the Wizenator and everything like that with like the fake dick and the pee. Uh, good times. Those Vikings used to be a lot more fun. As far as the teams on this list, I don't think there's really any big surprises. Do you think there's anybody on this list that you could see maybe being a team that we click on and use in Survivor at some point during the season? I think maybe the Carolina Panthers or the Falcons because I just don't trust that division. Any thoughts on any of these teams you think you know might be a viable Survivor option at some point? 
Yeah, I was going to say the same thing with those two. I don't, I don't trust the division. I guess you can make the same case for Tampa Bay. I just don't have a lot of face in, in, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I wouldn't put them on the list. The Raiders are interesting to me. I know you're really hard, uh, hard to know on the Raiders this year, but if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, some, you know, if they get Josh Jacobs back, I know that's a lot of ifs and buts and candies and nuts, but I think there's a chance that you could find yourself maybe using the Raiders once, maybe the Minnesota Vikings once, depending on how they look, you know, sans Delvin Cook. This motherfucker said, if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, you might as well say if I win Powerball because those have about the same odds of happening. We don't want to <laughs> Jimmy Gabagool. In. I love Jimmy Gabagool, but the problem is he's Jimmy Garoppolo if he's healthy. That's officially become a thing you have to say right after you say his name. You're legally re required to say Jimmy Garoppolo if he's healthy, and then continue your statement because it's it just you're not the way Aiden O'Connell bus man. You're not you're not high on Aiden O'Connell looking looking all right in the preseason there with the number four and the mustache and all that. I will say I have the same problem with the Raiders I have with the Bucks a little bit. They're in the position that if they're going to be bad, it probably behooves them to be really, really bad. Go for one of those top two quarterbacks. The Panthers have no need to do so. And I don't think that the Falcons are going to do it either. After kind of using, you know, top draft picks on skill position players like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, you know, Arthur Smith's coaching for his job. I don't think they'll hit the tank button either. So that's why I'm kind of more inclined to, to go towards those couple of teams. I mean, the Raiders, if they go bad, they'll probably eject Josh McDaniel in week 10 or 12 or something. And then they're tanking for a quarterback. They're tanking for a quarterback. That's all. I'm, that's kind of Any thoughts, thoughts on, on Minnesota, though, as a potential play here? I mean, they, you know, they're a team they're that... such a wild card because of Kirk Cousins. There will be no reason that he would want to ever shut it down, really. He's going to be playing for a contract next year. They do seem they're, they're kind of doing the soft reboot thing. I think for them, it depends on the division. If that division shapes out that the Lions aren't what everyone thought they were, that the Packers are kind of down, and it looks like 10 games going to win it, I think they're, you know, they're there. But if it looks like it's going to take 12 or 13 wins to get that division, I, I just don't know if they'll push as hard, kind of. It, it's really tough to call with them because it's such an odd position. You know, they're not tanking it, but if they don't, they really have no path to a quarterback unless it's Kirk Cousins. And they've kind of already shown that they don't really want it to be Kirk Cousins. Well, before we start breaking down the plan, uh, let's break down how often the rest of the teams qualified as options for us. Mills, go ahead and do your numbers thing. You're the mathematician of the show. Yeah, I like how you volunteer me. Like, all right, you're like, yeah, I'll do the first one. That's nine teams. And then I have to do the 23 teams. Let's see what you're doing here, dude. I, I get it. I get it. As far as teams that we used, it, you know, they were our top five option. We went through 18 weeks, picked our top five option for each week. We used the Kansas City Chiefs nine times. We used the San Francisco 49ers eight times. We used the Seattle Seahawks seven times. We used the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jaguars six times. At five times, we used the Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, New York Jets, and Philadelphia Eagles. At four times, we used the Baltimore Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Giants. Three times, we used the Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Twice, we used the Los Angeles Rams, and the New England Patriots, and the Tennessee Titans. And once, we used the Chicago Bears, the Denver Broncos, the Green Bay Packers, and the New Orleans Saints. And again, I don't think there's a ton of surprises here. Kansas City's the defending Super Bowl champs. The Niners and the Seahawks get to play the Cardinals and the Rams twice. So kind of an obvious top of the board there, I think. 
any surprises for you as far as how often we use some of these teams, you know, or, or who you know was only used once or twice, or a team we use more than you would have thought? Well, a couple things here. One, I thought we used Detroit. I know everyone's kind of riding the, the Detroit train, and trust me, I love Dan Campbell. I mean, he's biting kneecaps. He's got lions roaming around. Love the guy. Love what he's doing there. But five times seemed a bit high. Again, a lot of it's a lot of it's in that division, though, right? I mean, how good is that division going to be? Um, and are they going to are they going to be able to scoop up some wins there? Uh, the interesting one too is Philadelphia was a team I thought we'd use more having the best record last year and and just, you know, making it to the Super Bowl and really being dominant on both sides of the football. I, I thought that that Philadelphia might be a team that we use a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, they're in line with where we use the Bills. I think that about fits for a team that's in a competitive division that plays a division champion schedule. Well, it, well, and that's and that's exactly it. I mean, it's the scheduling, right? That makes it so hard. I mean, these schedule makers, man, they're really they're really crazy. I guess I thought maybe we'd use Miami more, but it's probably a, a, a you know, three times there. It's probably a case of the same thing, right? Just how tough the schedule is and how tough the AFC East is shaping out, looking like it's going to be this year. Yeah, I mean, Miami, you can pick and choose, but again, you feel kind of tentative because of the Tua thing, right? And I want to yeah. see how their defense is going to look. Uh, Devin Chain suffered an injury, a shoulder injury. It's supposed to be week to week, but, you know, they can get anything out of that running game in theory, but they didn't sign Delvin Cook. If a chain's hurt, then you're down to Raheem Mostert, who has been Mr. Glass. He's great when he's healthy, but he's 31, 32 years old. And Jeff Wilson, another 30-year-old running back with a bad injury history. So let's just say if Jonathan Taylor was ever going to get traded for the cost that the Colts want, I think the, the Dolphins are probably the only team that would do it at this point. There's maybe just a, a tiny sliver of a window there. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Mills, you can quit complaining. I'm going to do the numbers one on this one. Let's break down the teams we chose as a top two option most frequently. At five times, we had Kansas City and the San Francisco 49ers. Four times, we didn't have anybody. Three times, we had Baltimore, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Jersey Jets, and the Seattle Seahawks. Twice, two times, we had Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, and my Buffalo Bills. And then one time, we had the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, and the New York Giants. Any thoughts on this one? I mean, it, it seems to correlate pretty strongly with the overall numbers. Anything jump out to you here? I mean, Giants maybe once. Is that what, what else here jumps out to you? Just the fact that Kansas City and San Francisco are kind of far and away the best yeah. survivor options in terms of you see they're both five times they were a top two option nobody at four and then some teams at three i just think those are going to kind of be the real kind of pivot points of your season you need to get that one right you know i mean that's like oh you know story at 11 you know here's the news don't touch that dial it's very fucking obvious but you cannot fuck this up and you just need to i guess treat them with the respect that they're due you have to, yeah. if you think they're good, then you have to kind of hold them until there's a week where you really think there's no better option. You know, you don't necessarily want to use them in their best game, I think. I think you need to be willing to use these teams in their fourth or fifth best matchup in order to kind of build your best possible outcome tree as far as how it'll break down. Because there are weeks where they're just, you know, old mother Hubbard's covered is very bare. I'll just say it that way. Well, at this point, 
even Mr. Cal should be happy because we've shown you what we're working with. Now, it's time for you to shake. Just kidding. It's time for our grand plan. Take it away, Magna Mills. I just remember the mystical bear thing. I think he got in trouble since then, but I just remember when he, they were the running for the bear thing with mystical. That was a good part of it. That was fun. All right, man. Here we did a couple versions of the grand plan. Here's the one that we're going with. Week one, we're taking Baltimore at home versus the Houston Texans. We're going to eat the chalk here. Also considered Jacksonville at Indianapolis, but I kind of want to save them for a little bit down the road here. Week two, we have the Denver Broncos over the Washington Commanders at home. I think the chalk's going to be taking the New York Giants at the Cardinals, so we get off the chalk a little bit here, use the Denver team we might not use other places. Week three, we're going to use the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a big believer in the Bucs, and the Birds are kind of a sketchy option unless you want to take them on the road at the Rams. They get the Cardinals, but not until week 17. Week four, we're going to go ahead, use the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think the secondary option would be the Eagles at home versus the Commanders, but we've already used them, so we're going to eat the chalk with the 49ers. Week five, we're going to go right back against the Cardinals with the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Arizona. Again, if you hadn't used Philly, consider them at the Rams here. Week six is Jacksonville versus the Colts. This is a thin week, hence why we kind of saved Jacksonville in week one. Week seven, Seattle at home versus Arizona. Just don't overthink this one. This is the best option on the board in week seven. Week eight, we're going with Jamie G's Buffalo Bills at home versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Again, not a believer in the Bucks, and I think this is a very good time of the year to use the Bills. Temperature's starting to drop a little. They're getting on their fucking groove. I really think that's a good spot for them. Week nine is where it gets a little wobbly, depending on how things have fallen. Right now, we have the Cleveland Browns at home versus the Arizona Cardinals. That could change maybe if Kyler Murray's playing or the Cardinals are better than we expected. I also feel kind of strangely good about the Patriots at home versus the Commanders and don't hate the Saints at home versus the Bears. Again, depending on how things have shook out this far down the road. Week 10, we have the Jets at the Raiders. This is where we begin the kind of picking on the Raiders portion of the schedule. The other option here would probably be New England at home versus the Colts. Week 11, we've got the Dolphins at home versus the Raiders. Little bit of a gamble, but I think Miami is clearly the better team, and we're kind of banking on the Raiders having fallen apart by this point and Tua still being healthy. Other options would include Detroit at home versus the Bears and Dallas at the Carolina Panthers. Week 12, we're going to burn the other big dog here, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders. I think week 12 is going to kind of be a very pivotal point in Survivor Leagues. Other than KC, you've pretty much got Dallas at home versus the Commanders in literal crickets. So this is a point where a lot of, especially the small and medium-sized leagues, are kind of coming down to the nitty-gritty in week 12. So I think it's a good spot for the Commanders. Week 13, we've got the Steelers at home versus the Cardinals. Only other option I'd probably really consider here is the Jets at home versus the Falcons. There's still a chance that the Falcons wind up being decent or the Jets wind up not being as good as we thought. Week 14, little sketchy here. Detroit Lions on the road at the Bears, running low on options. But at this point, I think the idea is that Detroit's going to be playing no matter what. They're not a tanking team. That's not how Dan Campbell rolls. Meanwhile, Chicago, at this point, I'm banking on being more concerned about the draft than winning this game, unless things shake out differently than we think. Week 15, we've got Green Bay at home versus the Bucks, 
And Jamie G, I think you mentioned it before, but this is officially Bubba Sparks territory here. This is ugly. If you had San Francisco at the Cardinals, that would be great, but no one's going to have them left. Uh, Pittsburgh at the Colts, if you had them left, would kind of be interesting, but also kind of unavailable here. I know you wouldn't love it. Uh, Cleveland at home versus the Bears, maybe if you had used them. The only other option on the table I see here. Week 16, Chicago at home versus the Cardinals. This might be one of those super tankathon games where neither team wants to win. Not ideally where you want to go, but seems like the best option on the board at this point for us, having no knowledge about, you know, four months into the season, what's going to be going on. Week 17, Giants at home versus the Rams. I think the Rams at this point are toast, and they're going to finally embrace having a first-round pick for the first time since the Carter administration. Then finally, Week 18, Dallas at the Commanders. Kind of a little bit surprised, but not really shocked to have Dallas still available. I mean, week 15 is impossible to predict this far out, but Jerry Jones has never been the tanking type. Well, I think the commanders will most definitely be going into the tank to search for a new quarterback, unless Sam Howell proves me wrong. So, prove me wrong, Sam Howell. I have a lot of dynasty shares. I'd appreciate it if you proved me wrong. Uh, Jamie G, kind of any thoughts on the way the plan shook out here? You know, I like it. We, we talked about on some of our previous episodes that some of the best time to use, you know, some of the big teams, be smart about it, but it seemed to kind of fall early in the year. I really like that week two Denver at Washington. Um, a lot of people are going to be talking about the Giants at the Cardinals, the Bills at home versus the Raiders. I think if we can take a swing here and bank on Denver getting a win, uh, hoping that they're more competitive, they're, they're, they're a better team on paper. You know, that would be huge because it frees up a lot of stuff later in the year. So I really like that. You know, and you see us using Philadelphia and San Francisco in week three and week four, respectfully, and then week five, Cincinnati. So three of your big teams right there. You know, in the first five weeks, we've got four teams that were, are, are projected to have 10 or more. Uh, ten and a half or more wins. So I really like how we did that. We talked about it. And I don't sleep on Jacksonville either because of that division. Right. Who knows how Houston will be, how Tennessee will be, how Indianapolis can be. If all those teams want to be in shit, the Jaguars could wind up, you know, having a more cupcake schedule than it look like than it looks like right now. And that you know, and that's a good point because every year the schedule looks like it's going to be brutal for everyone but it ends up a couple of teams get kind of an easier than expected schedule so you know this is a this is a bullet you know it's a it's a blueprint it's not scripture it's subject to change uh but i like where we're at so far heading in uh you know before the season starts here mills it's certainly not a bulletproof bullprint it's certainly That's not right. a it's certainly not a bulletproof blueprint which would be like the Ghostface Killer sequel to Bulletproof Wallets that I would be very happy to get. Uh, you are right with kind of the way things are going to kind of shake out early. I think you just kind of have to ride the wave a little bit and just see where some of these divisions are going to end up. I think the tricky part is most of the teams we think are going to be shitty have coaches that are kind of entrenched. So they're going to have to get fired for the tank to fully happen. Your Josh McDaniels, your Mike Vrabels of the world, Kevin Stefanski over in Cleveland, these guys aren't going to want to tank. Or in some cases, they don't own their pick anyways. I just don't think that we're in an environment where we're going to see a lot of teams that are just going to kind of blatantly halfway through the year just say, fuck it. So it's a little different because I think at this point in most Survivor seasons, you could find three or four teams like that, right? That are kind of like, yeah, this probably isn't their year. 
here outside Arizona, it's really tough to figure out just who is kind of really, you know, in the tank, even if it's not the deep tank, it's just a little shallow tank. Hey man, the kiddie pool is still a pool. And that's it. Next time you see or hear from us, it will be to make our week one survivor picks. I cannot, I mean, I literally cannot believe that it's almost time for some football, man. I'm pumped up. We hope you are too. Thank you guys for checking out Survivor 2023 presented by the fine folks of Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We'll be here every single week during the NFL season to help you advance in your Survivor Leagues until you're the last person standing and you got that big old bag of cash. Cash money! Magnum Mills, remind everybody where they can find us. Sometimes you can be hard to find if you have that big of a bag of cash because you kind of got to put it up on your shoulder and carry it on your back so you can't even really be seen from above. But we can be seen wherever you are on YouTube by just searching for Seize the Gap Fantasy, Survivor 2023. Find us wherever you get your pods and wherever you're on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And don't forget the flaps. Just like you don't want to forget the giant bag of money, you don't want to forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Once again, helps people find our show. Let's us know that you're enjoying what we're doing. If you had fun, give us that thumb. I'm Magnum Mills. He's Jamie G. Get ready, because the season's almost here, and you're going to need to have a plan, and you're going to need to get lucky. Shit, man. I tell people all the time that they're just lucky to know me.